Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Another episode of the Detour Live. It's a day after the rest day. Uh, riders are recovered and ready to smash another big week of the Tour de France. We're very lucky to be joined by a special guest, Sam Buley, who rides for Team Bike Exchange, Jayco, and he's also a world-class podcaster on the Social Distance <laughs> Podcast. And of course, Johnny Trevorrow, we'll start with you, Bills. Uh, podcast in the can yesterday, had some great insights from our old mate, George Bennett, who's had a bloody good tour so far you'd have to say he has he's had a great tour he's riding well but it was interesting to hear his perspective on some of the reports in media or other people have been saying to him saying like he's mentioned that he people thought he had a really bad first week uh, and he was yeah. going when was i bad um but he's been riding really well on the mountains the last few days and yeah it was an interesting chat talking about the tactics of uae obviously there's been a lot of people saying are they riding too hard? Should, should they have given the yellow jersey away? Um, maybe they didn't have enough riders around Pogacar in those early stages in Denmark. Uh, so it's good to hear from George about what what he thought about that, and uh, and also what the battle they've got coming up with. You know, we're sitting, we're um, Jumbo is sitting. So yeah, it's going to be a hell of a second week. I'm yeah. I'm more wrapped that George is riding well because that's how we got him on the podcast. If he was mm. riding average, he would have said, "Sorry, boys." Not up for it today. We're still in a mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Are you traveling, Iffy? What are you looking for? Yeah, to good. This week? Uh, well, the next three days I think are fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. They're like blocks, aren't they? We're, we've got three serious days where some people are saying, well, the tour is just beginning now. In some ways, I suppose it is, but it's been pretty amazing so far. And I'm looking forward to it. I think it's definitely going to be a battle between my mate Vinegar uh, and the Pog. And. Um, He's shown, you know, he hasn't shown any weakness, uh, Jonas. He looks very, very good. And I like the way when, uh, when Pogacar did that little sprint just at the end of the last stage, he was right there on the wheel and everyone, no one else could hold it. So I think we'll see some really good battles. Not so much today. I don't think the GC boys will really come out to play today. But the next two days after that are monsters. And, uh, you know, if there's a challenge, it's, it's where it's got to come. What do you think, Bills? Yeah, I think I think this week is going to be a defining week. And I, th- I agree with you, Ify. Um I mean, today's the first out of the rest day. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head the stage. Have you got it, Jonesy? Yeah, I've got it here. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, mate, I've always yeah, got it prepared. Don't worry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> first, day after rest, first day after the rest day can be an opportunity, you know, because a lot of people react quite the rest day normally after the, the second rest day or the third rest day in this this year's case but you know sometimes you can come out of it with you know your legs are a bit blocked you're you know you you're not feeling as good um maybe you didn't do quite enough riding on the rest day so maybe a gc guy will if he backs himself to be feeling good after rest day have a just test is out but i agree with you if you i think the middle of this week um wednesday thursday those, those stages yep the edge uh, they all they all provide opportunities for Ooh, especially yeah especially no, that, for that, any eleven who have mm. yeah twelve's the same and both of them they're, they're ones and as hard as the other you know yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're monsters yeah that that yeah. that that stage twelve up to his stage uh, the the likes of uh, of Caleb and uh, Dylan Gonavanga oh. they would be absolutely packing themselves because you got the yeah. Galibier to start. 
So they're well out the mm. back. And then they've got to get inside the time limit with, with uh, you know, another two HCs to go. So that, that's going to be a monster for the, probably the biggest challenge for, for them getting through uh, to the finish, I reckon, at stage. Do you know what a real shame about that stage is, is that well, not for the G, not for Kate Caterman, then I'm sure they wish that valley between the Col de la Croix Fair and Alpe d'Huez was tall. But for it's a shame there's that 15k valley between those between the second to last and the last climb because that was that stage is perfect for like Jumbo to send Roglic up the road early with a break with someone at the breakaway yeah. waiting for him or and he has to play the yeah. same tactic. But um, the valley makes it a bit. Harder. Yeah, but the, yeah, the day before, mate. For yeah, I, I reckon you're dead right. And you look at this one, this mm. one. You know, they're, they're, they're descending and then straight back up. And you got that that, that the the Col de Telegraph and the Galibier are really one climb. You got that little mm. short thing, so it's actually like a forty k climb. Um, it's a monster up to the top of the Galibier. Uh, it, it's going to be. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day big time. Yeah, high altitude as well. That plays plays a role. Yeah, yeah. yeah On the yeah, show, yeah. Bueller, you identified that there's no sprint stages left, really, until what stage 19, possibly in Paris. Yeah, oh, I think. No. Hey, the, I don't fun. think there's any guaranteed sprints until stage 19. I think stage 19 is definitely a sprint, but between now and stage 19, there's a couple of possibilities. Well, stage 13, but you've got guaranteed. a Cat 3, a Cat 2, and a Cat 3 Well, early in the stage. Yeah, I reckon the, the sprinters, uh, like someone like Caleb can get through that if, they, if the team rides well for him. If he gets through um, the know. other stages through the time cut. Well, you've got to get through. You've got to get through, of course. But let's say and they're there. Uh, probably maybe a bit hard for Dylan, but uh, for the likes Link. of... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but the other sprinters you think would be so what you're saying, if he, that. What you're saying, if he, is that somebody's going to be sprinting. <laughs> For stage, but somebody will be sprinting. Dylan won't well, be I reckon, there. Caleb might be. Jacobson. No, but I reckon there'll be some sprinters there on that one. It's not too bad. You know? Yeah, no. It's a possibility for sure. Yeah. Uh, we've got a couple of live comments. Uh, Dan the Man, 2807. Love the social distance podcast. Great host. Wendy, uh, super fan. Hi, Dan, John, Sam. Sorry to hear Ben is out, uh, but better for his recovery. Now, we've got a clip that I'll pinch from uh, the AG to our Twitter, and this is Ben O'Connor talking about having to leave the Tour de France. The stage to Lausanne, I, uh, I tore my glute muscle, so pretty much I'm just pedaling with one leg. So it's been really difficult. I fought yesterday and I really wanted to try to see if I could get past this point uh, of pain but it's just way too much you have a like a knife in your in your ass more or less so it's uh, it's pretty brutal and it, it's uh, I don't think it's gonna get better by the end of the race so yeah I won't be making the start for stage 10 even though that idea kind of fell apart a few days ago you still have the hope that you could still win a stage, you know, like uh, it was never a lack of form. It was just pure bad luck. So all I can do is try and shrug my shoulders and pass it off and remember that this sport is brutal. You know, it doesn't, uh, if it takes you in her arms and puts you down on the floor, then she's going to hold you there. So it's a bit, it can be a bit frustrating, but in the end, there's not a lot you can do about that. So. I just have to reset and thinking now about the future um, and how I can then 
continue performing like I dream and like I hope and like I know I can be. I hope the boys the rest of the luck, you know, we've got such a good crew here and I hope I've taken all the bad luck with me, packed in my suitcase and I can take it away from them because uh, they deserve more success like yesterday and, uh, and I hope the team can, uh, can finish in Paris with their arms up in the air one more time. There you go, Ben O'Connor. Um, now, if you've identified <laughs> stage 15, you said it's another sprint stage. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's <laughs> Colombier, HC. What no. are you no. in that one? No, 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 it's not. Stage 15 no, is right. It is the Carcassonne. Carcassonne. So you get... wrote in private message, you said, oh, Yeah, we'll have a look at stage 15, mate. What have I got here? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that last year's, last year's stage 15? <laughs> Must be last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's always well prepared. Sorry. He's well prepared, our <laughs> <now>, mate. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't put 2022. I was going to say. Oh, quick to have a go at me. Quick to have a go at me. I'm having a look. I'm having a look. Yeah, you're right, Effie. That's that's a good chance for a sprint for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon, yeah, yeah. not just Caleb, but buddy uh, Jacobson and Phillipson, yeah, both yeah. big chance for them. Yeah, there you go. Interesting. I was listening uh, to uh, Matty Keenan was on uh, SEN radio earlier. I reckon it was about six o'clock in the morning because he sounded a bit, he sounded a bit like me, a bit croaky. But uh, he was talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that uh, Ben O'Connor was out and that how AG2R really pushed him to go that extra, that extra day. Uh, he really wanted to pull out on the on stage nine, but they pushed him to go to the rest day. He knew it wasn't going to get better. Uh, he already, you know, knew it was a tear. So he went the extra day. And and uh, he was talking about, Gero also said when he was with AG2R, when you felt a bit crooked a race, they said, no, just start, see how you go. They were always wanting you to go that bit further rather than say, hang on, we're paying this bloke a lot of money. Let's look after him, you know. A bit the way they think. Anyway, it was interesting. It was interesting. Mm. As a writer, Bills, you know, is it come down to obviously you got the medical advice or whatever, but how much pull do you have as a writer to say, you know what, I'm not starting. I don't care what the team say. I know my body. I know my sort of what my goals and objectives are. Like for Ben, he can obviously uh, go away, try and recover, maybe do the Tour of Spain. But how much say do you have as a writer with that stuff? Oh, you you can you can pull out of a race with bike, but um, if if you're injured, I was always I've always liked to have um, the doctors make a decision. Even though, like, I I would say to a doctor if I was in in a situation like like that where I didn't think I could continue, I would have that conversation with the doctor. But I'd always like the doctor to be the person who told the management, um, yes. just because I think that's what they're there for, um, you know, and and uh, you know, the management, if a bike rider goes, oh, I want to go home, I feel sick, like, depending, you know, you, you could be, you, you are you going to be judged or, you know, you're a bit exactly. nervous about what, what the team's exactly. going to think. But if it, if it comes from the doctor, um, you know, then it should it should never be questioned. Uh, and then, mm. yeah, in Ben's case, it's quite interesting because in a grand tour, it's always like, oh, if I can get to the rest day, maybe I can recover, you know, maybe I, I just need that day off. I just need that, that easy day or whatever. And that's often the case with injuries um, sustained in crashes and grand tours and crashes before where I've had a knee, but you know, I was 
doctor about it. He said, like, it just needs a little bit of time. It's, there's no damage. So, you know, okay, if I can just get through this stage, um, tomorrow I can lie in bed all day, whatever. But if the, if the team, if Ben's team doctors knew that it was a tear, you would assume that they'd be like, well, mm. a Monday in bed's not fixing that. That's a, that's a week's exactly. to fix a tear exactly. muscle. Well, so. exactly. we, we said that when he told us he had the tear at the start of stage nine. We said, like, I was thinking, why are you even starting? It's a tear. Yeah. Not a strain. Like, it's not going to get better. And no rest day is going and, to recover and, a tear. And that's where definitely need the doctor again to say like you you aren't the, the doctor has to make those calls and like we've always been lucky in our team that we've had those doctors that if you're really in a position um where they just say like like i i, I put my shoulder out i i see you on my shoulder with giro Italia in 2019 and i was convinced i could still race the giro it was a week away or whatever um the doctor just said no you're not racing mate it's not good for you mm. and and that's where you need the doctor just to see because the bike rider doesn't want to stop. Ben's thinking, oh, maybe there is a chance I can still get through. Maybe in 10 days' time it feels a bit okay or mm. in a week's time it feels all right and I can get up the stage and win a – up the road and win a stage. Like, they don't want to stop. He's trained, as he said in that video, for so long for this race. Last thing he wants to do is go home. Yeah. Um, but a doctor needs to say, you, you, you're going home. Simple as that. Mm. Um, got a couple more comments. Gabe saying, looking forward to Vlasov pulling something off so Jonesy can give a kanga to Sackerman. Wendy Superfan goes, Sam, when are you racing again? Well, I was supposed to be on Saturday, but the race got cancelled last night. Uh, we had a one-day race in Holland on Saturday scheduled, but the farmers are protesting in Holland, so the police have got to go and, you know, guard. farms at? Card, I don't know. Mm. Salary. Uh, so they can't do the bike race. So they can't to cancel the bike race. So it'll be uh, 10 days later in Spain. Castilla Leon. Mm. All right. Well, we're going to take quick drinks break. When we come back, we've got a snippet from George Bennett from the Social Distance Podcast. It was an interesting chat where he's talking about what he's expecting from uh, Welt Van Art and the Jumbo Visible Boys. So stay tuned. Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> it's a bike. 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike. Or just a piece of it. Amateurs. Semi-amateurs. And pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank. And these bars. This could be the perfect match, but not this one. This girl has a bike to sell, and thousands of people might purchase it. Eyes on Bikes help grow small businesses. His, hers, yours, and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving. We are the world's number one bike marketplace, with over 500,000 products and 900 brands, where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike. Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns, and rides. Thanks again to Bike Exchange. As we always say, Ify, if you need anything bike-related, you know where to go, bikeexchange.com.au, mate. Yes, no matter where you are in the world, if you want a mountain bike, a track bike, uh, a road bike, or their great new range of e-bikes, just jump on to um, bikeexchange.com and uh, you'll find it. 
All right. Well, as we said uh, before the drinks break, we we're going to show a snippet of the social distance podcast. I had to bleep a few of the F-bombs out because there are little kiddies watching the detour. Uh, but here's George's insights when we asked him, you know, how he thought like they were going to race with Wout Van Aert because we're talking about, you know, tactics and strategy. And I think at one point, Bills, you had to backtrack on a big statement saying, <laughs> when is Wilt going to be a better teammate? <laughs> and then George put you in your spot and you said, yeah, no, actually. He's, he's a good teammate. So anyway, this is George's <laughs> insights on uh, where Van Art. Is it is it going to come a point where they're going to where they're going to have to use, they're going to use him in a different way? Is, you know. Yeah. Do you know what worries me is how or how I know they're going to use him and what is coming for me is that I don't know if it's tomorrow. Probably not. I'd say maybe Alvarez or the day or Grand Arnold Alvarez. They are not you know day after sort of Wednesday Thursday or potentially Pyrenees, but I don't reckon they'll wait that long. Is this going to be one of these, like, remember how Valverde won the Vuelta, uh, won the Vuelta that year from Rodriguez? When yeah. a couple of teammates up the road, they launch across. He's going to be the guy that's already up the road. Someone's going to somehow get to him, and then it's game on. You know? Then we're on for, like, one of those days where it's just... There's already been so many days we haven't even stopped for a piss. Because one day, I mean, okay, it was my own fault. Well, I, wasn't, I had two punctures and a mechanical, and I spent 100 k before I saw the peloton from, from the neutral zone. <laughs> but there's been a few days like this where, like, it's just, I don't reckon anyone stopped for a piss yesterday. Like, just full gas, start to finish. But that was, we were just in control, but there's going to be a day where, like, if we don't ride that fast, Roglic or, Primo or Jonas or one of the anyone else could do it as well, where... You know, there's that situation where you've got a guy like Walter on the road, someone jumps to him. And it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those stages you watch like the whole five hours. Yeah. And it's mm. interesting you say that about like you guys riding fast because there's obviously been a bit of stuff in the media about people, like some guys saying like, oh, a UAE using, using the bullets too early, like with, you know, controlling breakaways that perhaps you could have, I don't know, for argument's sake, given the yellow jersey away or let breakaways win. Get off our backs. Exactly. Like, like, at the end of the day, like G G had it on the head in the interview the other day, yesterday, where he said, uh, "But they had it under control. Like they can do that. You know, they did. They did that. You know what? Can't. Absolutely, giving me the shits this tour. The first week we weren't good enough. Everyone was saying, <laughs> you know, oh, these guys are not riding well. I said, what are you talking about? We're not riding well. Okay, we didn't make eight lines. We didn't make eight guys line up in a row for the TV. But thing was, uh. Paddy always had a guy with him, mm. you know, always there. Okay, Roubaix stage, me and Brandon were both with him in the front, and I we both crashed out. And then now we get to the terrain where our team is built for, where we just rode, we just rode our pace. If the breakaway wanted to go away and wanted to survive, they had to be good. If they wanted to take the jersey, they had to be mm. really good. We just rode a comfortable our pace. But it's our mountains. Yeah. Our, we've got the, one of the best teams in the world for the mountains. And then there's a shit for being too strong. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want us to be shit or do you want us to be strong? Make up your mind. Do you, know, do you know what it is, bro? It's the f***ing, it's the, the curse of the yellow jersey. There's not a, there's not a single bike rider in the world and I would have to say that Pogacar uh, would have to be one of the most liked um, Tour de France winners. Like, he's actually, you can just see in his, the way he presents himself across even his social mm. media account. He's a f***ing legend. You know, he's just, oh, a, yeah. he's a that young, he's a young dude. Great. 
Yeah, he did his little rap song. It's another nominee for a T-shirt with that rap song he did. But like, he's just... Oh, I, have, he's, I didn't see it. I saw you seen that. I haven't seen it yet. I need to watch it. Oh, mate. It's so good. Um, but like, he's just a young guy out there. He's having a, he's having a f-ing ball and he's bloody good. And But like, you, you know what? Every single year at the Tour de France, for as long as I can remember, the yellow jersey always... Someone pe- oh. picks holes in something to criticize. Mm. It's just the nature Actually, of the Wigan fucking said yellow jersey. yesterday. Wigan said if he keeps... I saw some headline like, oh, if he keeps winning, people will start to hate him. Which I was yeah. like, that's such an interesting psychology but do people like do people hate lance or is it because southern oh mate massively lance start this trend no no, no. They hate it's the old they analogy thought... it's the old analogy of if you're writing a story what what's going to get more clicks is like good on today or they're writing shit or some sort of spice mm. that's all they do now it's all just like whatever's going to get the clicks but, but the thing at is at the end of the day like, it doesn't change anything and actually, no one hates no one hates any of these guys. Like, apart from the real f-ing pessimistic cynics out there that think every single bike rider in the world is taking drugs. Those, mm. well, let's just remove them from the equation because they're f-ing quits. But yeah, because those the, are just those are just deeply flawed people that obviously have yeah. like massive issues with the rest of their life. Exactly. Yeah. But no, and, you can't judge like, attitude of a non-rational person. You can't judge it. You know what I mean? Like, no. If that's someone and like. Yeah. And that, so those people, the actual, the general people who say like, oh, UAE's uh, weren't, weren't around pocket in the first week or now UAE's riding too hard. Like all those people, like exactly like you say, Jane, they're just, they're just writing stories or, you know, like mm. they're just creating stories or telling stories or whatever. But at the end of the day, they love it. Like they, they, they just, they're, they're the same people that when they bump, if they bump into pocket in the pub after f***ing Champs-Élysées, they'll want a selfie with him. Yeah, so there's some insights there. Uh, we've got a uh, couple more fantastic. Comments. Yeah, I mean, there's great insights because obviously George is quite relaxed and just calls it as it is. Um, but it's true. like, And as Billy said, it's the curse of the yellow jersey. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, there's always going to be commentary around how the team are racing. If they're too good, if they're not good. There's never like a medium ground where the media field's settled with that and say, oh, yeah. Chapeau. So, it's all changed, uh, mate. Tim, Social media has changed the world. Tim Deutsch says, why is there floating heads and arms around in the bottom of the screen? Could be two things. One, you've had too many beers, or two, that was the background for the Social Distance podcast. It should have chosen a better image. Uh, Chris Blockley says, Wout is a super dom steak for the rest of the tour. is a terrifying thought. Mm, yeah, exactly like George said. I mean... He's a freak, and we've seen that on the first week. Uh, he was doing whatever he wanted on whatever stage he chose to do it. Uh, and uh, I think Jumbo as a whole are uh, scary because they've got uh, Roglic now at three minutes or whatever. So he, he's a completely different card to what he would have been had he not lost mm. that time on the, on the cobbles. So they'll use him in different ways now. They'll send him up the road, use him. You know, that it's, you still don't want to let him ride, ride himself back into the race from by taking a minute or something on a breakaway. Uh, and you have Van up like George is, waiting for waiting for him or putting the pressure on on a climb early. Uh, yeah, I think that, that whole team is 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 still pretty scary. Ify? i got a question for you, Bills. I want to hear your uh, answer on this one. A stage where look, Wood Van Aert is... The most amazing bike rider, or complete bike rider I've ever seen. Actually, from, from you know, you can have to print the fastest sprinters, 
our time trialer, best time trialers, and and win Mount Ventoux stage. I mean, it, it's amazing. But and this tour has been amazing. But what was he doing? I think it was on stage seven when he went up the road, and the only way he could probably lose that stage was what he did. Otherwise, he would have won the bloody thing. But uh, I want to know what you think he was doing that day, the day when you know they caught him ten k to go. Uh, yeah, that was kind of what I was sort of alluding to a little bit when I brought it up with George. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he why he went up the road that day. Maybe is that, is that is, that's the stage he rode across the breakaway. Oh, is that the stage he was just up the road with three guys, wasn't it? Up the road, yeah, and he, yeah, just yeah. three of them, and then he dropped them, and then they yeah. caught him ten k to go. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, for points, but I mean. Seriously? He could have won the stage. He could have won the he stage. Could have won the st- exactly. He kept yeah. the he would have won the stage. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I really, I really don't know what that was about. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, maybe the, my, the, the only thing I can think of, and I mean, this is probably not correct, but maybe he thought, I'm losing the yellow jersey tomorrow on Planche de Belfi. Uh, I'm going to lose it by going out swinging today. I'm either going to keep it today and lose it on Planche de Belfi by getting dropped. Or I'm going to just go haywire today and maybe I hold on to it and win the stage from a breakaway or I get caught and I get dropped and I lose it that way. Just um, – Obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but he had the stage yeah, where he went off the front and held him off. Um, yeah, but that was two days earlier. And maybe he thought, oh, well, I can do that. I, I can do again. it again. I don't know. I don't know. That and also the team well. have openly said in the past that they can't control him. They almost have to say, like, you know. <laughs> He's going to do what he wants to do, and that's it. Anyway, so, it's modern day yeah. racing. They just the the script the script's been ripped up a couple of years ago and been rewritten at the moment by a couple of freaks. Yeah, mm. exactly. Uh, Will Wizard, you, you did right. He says yeah. it's only the French journalist writing that uh, that it's shot and it's going to continue till a Frenchman wins the tour. Uh, we're not getting negative press from UAE in Belgium. Well, it's going to there be continuing go. for a long, long time then. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chris Brockley said, as Sam said, there, why would Pog use his team and not just let his team chill for as long as possible? George said a few weeks ago in the social distance pod at the training camp, he was dropping everyone from the rollout. That's another good point. It's like all these teams are trying these different tactics. But as George said, you know, he's that strong. If they want to try sending guys up the road, they want to try all this other stuff, you know, you know, have been riding a smart race, but some of the others too. I mean, Jumbo done a couple of straight things. I felt for him on, on the Rabay day, but but uh, no use firing bullets when they're not. You know, they're not going to work. And so, the smart thing for them is, you know, maybe not today, but tomorrow and the next day, they will be firing. That's their big. Their, that's when they're going to have to fire their bullets and do what you're saying, Bules. You know, get Van Aert up the road and then the the, the, the uh, Roglic jumps across to them and puts all the pressure on UAE uh, with, with Jonas just sitting there waiting to see if they can get him uh, crack. And if they don't respond, Roglic is not that far down. So, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that's the, the tactic I think they will play um, uh, in a couple of days' time. Got a request, Diffie? You want to read it out? Can you say hello from my uncle, Benjamin Arola? <laughs> there you go. Get on you, Benjamin. There you go. Hey, I'll, ta- <laughs> I'll tell you one role that uh, is not like this team 
uh, Ineos flying under the radar. Normally, they're the ones everyone's looking at. What are they going to do? But uh, you know, what are their chances this week, Ify? Given that they've got you know, same thing. I think they're in exactly the same boat, and they haven't played it badly at all. There hasn't been the time to do it. They've got three uh, riders in the top ten. Pidcock. The, the surprise and who knows what he can do. But, um, yeah, they're in exactly the same boat. They'll do, they should be playing exactly the same, very similar game to Jumbo. They've got a strong team. and be So you can almost see an so, alliance between okay, Jumbo so and, and Ineos. Looking at the Giro, right, the teams that had a clear plan at the start that have been flying under the radar, look at what happened when Bora lit it up. What was it stage 11, stage 12, where everyone yeah. was yeah. like, oh, hang on. They're here to race. I think we'll see that from definitely Ineos at some point because yep. they've just been calm, calm, sitting there. They're going to try something for sure. Yeah. Hmm. For sure. Yeah, You've they got will. Three matches. That's it. Yeah. They're, they're definitely going to try something. Um, they're an interesting one because, like, they've got the three guys going really, really well. Uh, G's obviously back to close to his best. Um, but at the same time, I think they know that they're not as good as Pogacar and Vingegaard. Um, mm. So they, they're not going to, if they want to win the Tour de France, they know they're not going to win it by just going toe-to-toe with them on mountaintop finishes. They've got to play a tactic at some point. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they do that because at a certain point, they have to decide who is their priority, which rider is their number one. And yeah. at the moment, it's really hard to decide that. But you don't want to wait until somebody loses five minutes to decide that because then you can't use that tactic of putting the pressure yeah. on those other teams by having guys close on GC. So it could happen in the next few days as well. Yeah, mm. and there's guys, they haven't got the strong teams, but they're obviously riding well. Guys like Bardet, uh, uh, Gadu, uh, Mass, Quintana, they're actually going really well, but they've got to hope to try and, take advantage of the race between the stronger teams and jump up up the road and, you know, get a gap and, and get into one of those moves. Well, the Colombian media are all up and about around Quintana. I see them in the mix zone every day. And they're the ones who are like, how oh, did you not know that guy's name? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're getting Quintana every day. And, and they are G about his chances. And he's got a lot of support on the ground here. So, yeah, yeah. who knows? It's, yeah. it's going to be fascinating. But anyway, a couple of last comments before we go. Uh, Jan Boardman, who's on the ground, says Steve Cummings providing alternative tactics for Ineos. Interesting. Mm, I, so. I think it's a good point. That's actually a good point. He's Steve's just stepped in basically as the as the head, the lead director for Team Ineos. He's only been in the team. I think he joined them midway through last year. Um, and but he's, I think he's he's been promoted to to lead director in that team now, and he's calling the shots at the Tour de France. And he's a calm dude, Steve. Um, and I think the way we're seeing Ineos ride here is it is different to what they've had the way they've ridden in the past. And I think you know it's largely due to the fact that yeah they they aren't they haven't got the number one favourite like they have in the past, but also the way that Steve operates. And you know he he'll just be waiting, 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 and he'll and he'll hit the put the hammer down when it's time. And Blockley, Chris Blockley says, and with Martinez falling out of GCs, another super dominant stick. Uh, we exactly. all He's fallen out, and, and Pidcock's jumped in. So they've still got the three mm. up there. 
uh, and Martin is not that far back himself, actually. So, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. Mm. Yeah, and Great Divide says, great to see the wagon on the detour. And he also says, Chris, Hurricane Hamilton having a rip snorter shepherding Bardet around. So he should yes, catch up with very well. uh, Chris yeah. Hamilton for the start. All right, who's yep. your tip for today, lads? I'll get the right stage profile. This one's from <laughs> 2022. Stage two. Nick Schultz. Nick Schultz. Oh, yeah? Like it. Yeah, All right. I can well, see him. I'll talk get, if he gets in the, well. in the break, it's a very good stage for Schultzy. Okay. What about you, Wagon? Don't know. Put it on. Yeah. Give me one last look. Um, what about um, Kamna? Or Vlasov? Which one do you mean? No, <laughs> the Russian or the German? <laughs> the I don't know. It's a hard one, eh? Yeah, I think a break. I think a break will win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Simon oh, Clark. Man. Oh, full song. We'll wait and see. Right, yeah, he, he goes into that mix, but I think. This is the most certain breakaway day we've had so far. I'd be really surprised if a break doesn't stay away. There's no way that UAE are going to try and control this one, long as it's got the right uh, uh, formation in the break. Um, so, you go, and if uh, uh, if Schultz can get into that move, I think he's a big chance. Perfect uh, terrain for him. Uh, before we go, Gay says Dylan Van Baal in your says. Uh, Wood would only be an above average domestique if he was in Ineos. <laughs> Fair sledge. <laughs> I think the that. tongue firmly planted in his cheek when he said that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for your support, guys. YouTube.com forward slash detour podcast. We'll be on again at 4 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time for the rest of the Tour de France. Thanks for joining us, Bills. And uh, right. check out the Social Distance Bills, Podcast. Fresh episode online. And if you want to buy any merch, uh, get on to the Batuta Advocate store, Bills. We've been flogging that. Right. Yeah. One question for you, Bills. Is uh, that shirt, that uh, singlet, T-shirt, whatever you got on, is that what you use when you go out hunting um, pigs or whatever it is or uh, running around <laughs> the back? Of, very, it's of, very uh, Kiwi, isn't it? <laughs> it's, actually special, it's actually a special edition um, Black Cap singlet, New Zealand cricket team singlet. Oh, okay. Bought me for Christmas. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And it was the first thing I saw oh. on the floor when I got up to come and join the show. So I put it on. <laughs> stuff, All, good. Uh, All right. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, Bills. See you, Fee. No worries. Bye. <laughs> this is the winning ride of the Tour de France.